Here I am, Coco, an old friend, here with members from the Coco Collective community. Each week, we inspire you to get back on to Blueprint through our experiences and journey living from a higher vibration and consciousness. Because ultimately, we are spiritual beings having a human experience. This is your vibrational experience. Hi, we got a lot of us here today. So be present, sit down, really focus. I feel like this is going to be a long episode. It's much needed. And the first thing I want to start off is is kind of just laughing at October. I, <laughs> it's like a nervous laughter. It's like a nervous laughter. But in, 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 in sessions, everybody has been laughing, being like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like, what the fuck just happened? I know in session the other day, it was like, I'm mentoring on the program. And then all of a sudden, it's like, I forget who it was that I was with. They just started bursting out laughing. And they're like... How the fuck did we get here? Like September felt so stabilizing. It felt so good for majority. You know, it was that root. Well, minus Alexio. Yeah, it's like a- <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for majority, right? And then we we walked into October of this experience, and it's like it a, a ton of bricks fall down on everybody's head, and it's that constant line of like, holy shit, honestly. Most people can say that October has been one of the wildest months in recent um, recent time. Well, it's almost like when the bricks fell, it was like, holy fuck, has this been here the whole time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what was beneath the bricks. Yes. 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 yes Revealed exactly. itself this yes. month. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, if you look back on this year, we kind of started into January with the gongs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was going to say dongs. <laughs> <laughs> but the gongs. Yeah. And it was that pressure from the moons every yeah. month this year. And I remember saying to you, Becca, in January, when we were really trying to remember your purpose, mm-hmm. um, and I said, can you imagine September? Well, October was really obviously the energy I was seeing. Yes. Because September that was not. No, no, that gong really hit that power. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Yeah. Here we are. And like we said on last episode, we've kind of been MIA in recording because there was so much information jam-packed in in the last three months that it was honestly hard to keep up. Well, and we have to see it through in order to bring, it bring the clarity. Yes, yeah. to bring it forth. And yeah. through the experience, yes. we needed to then find the clarity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Alexia, we've talked a lot about it, is, is one of the big players who fell apart hard starting in May to really bring this forth. So all three of us, Skylar, Becca, and myself, had to watch her, had to live with her all summer, had to experience everything so that we could really be the PhDs in in the program now and, and what this all means. So October exists because we said yes. Mm-hmm. October exists so that we can have the ease moving forward. Take that in. Mm-hmm. If we didn't have this month, we would not know what ease is moving forward. Mm-hmm. And nor could we even compute why we're here. It is the most information that I feel has come through me in the last, since I've probably awakened to mm-hmm. who I was. It's fundamental. Yeah, it's it's the fundamental. Mm-hmm. And all of the um, kind of like strings are now coming together mm-hmm. to show us well, all the dots are all connecting. All the dots, that's what mm-hmm. I mean. All yeah. the dots are connecting. Mm-hmm. So to start it off, I'm just going to start off with 
all of my information that I want to share with everybody. And then we're really going to talk about the meat and bones Mm -hmm. of the program and the experience and everything that, that entails that. So Skylar, is there anything that you want to say? I can feel you giving me (laughs) eyes over there before I go into my energy of now. Meat and potatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Meat and potatoes. Kate, that's a cocoism. There we go. (laughs) Meat and bones. Never meat and potatoes. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you registered for me. I was like, yeah, the meat and bones. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast, everyone. Woo! Okay. Jeffrey I'm listening. Dahl. I thought it was Jeffrey Dahmer, but anyway. So here we are. So what is happening is there is a split about to happen in density, finally, Okay. And for all of you that are listening and all of you that have been doing the work and all of you that aren't even doing the work and listening to us, you were born for this world that's now splitting and coming into form. So if you look back at your entire life, I had a huge moment yesterday, a huge session and I wailed and I was crying and I was like, oh my God, it took 39 fucking years. I'm so fucking tired to get to this moment because I was born into density waiting working, doing all the things to get to what we'll call Earth 2, okay? So Earth 2 has already taken place. It's already forming. It, quote unquote, is new Earth. It is our world. That was the original world that got duplicated by Earth 1, okay? So wherever you are right now, look at your surroundings, look out around you. That is Earth 1, okay? That is the duplicate of the truth, So really take that in. So across the landscape of time, across the eons of time, Earth 2 was created. And then shit got array. We'll call it the ego, which turned into the program and all the things. And it duplicated Earth 2. For personal gain. For personal Mm -hmm. gain. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you're now on the duplicate planet with the duplicate solar system, with the duplicate moon, with everything that is fake news bears, okay? Mm-hmm. So really, really take that in. It's fake. Mm-hmm. Now, an inter- if you want to use the language that I'm going to use, interdimensionally, I was able to pull the grids, and I'm only going to talk about me and my work. I have no fucking idea who else alive right now is doing this work. I know there's other people. I know there's other leaders. I know there's other whatever, but I talk in my work only. So I really want to preface that is I talk in um, first person of the work that I have done. Mm -hmm. Is there other people? I'm sure they're going to show their hands throughout the decades, but just to preface that. So I have pulled in the interdimensional reality of earth to into density. Okay. So I am the holder of the frequency holder of what it means to live in Earth 2. And that comes from feeling based. That comes from being the complete opposite of anything that we could have ever fucking imagined has existed before. Okay, that's now gonna rock. Okay, so what's happening is the split has already happened outside of density. Okay, so you touching your legs right now. Okay, the split isn't here. And I keep getting told between four and six months. Obviously, that's going to be based on choices, um, grit, like all the work that doesn't matter. Okay, it's a collective decision, but that's coming into form. When that comes into form, uh, it's just done. 
It's two separate realities. So what I have to explain is Earth 1 and Earth 2, they're not competing. They, there's no war. There's no this they versus coexist. that. They coexist. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So Earth 2 wants something completely different. Earth 1, well, we're well, we're well knowledge on what Earth 1 wants. And what it runs off and of. And what it runs off of. Okay? So it is literally, you can, that, moving forward, you will be able to sit beside you know, somebody at a coffee shop and be living two different realities, how they function, how they pay for things, how they live, how they eat, what sustains their body of form. It's going to be so mind blowing. You can't even believe it. Okay. Now what is happening is the people who live in earth one in physical form right now cannot um, sustain themselves when they're holding the frequency of earth two. Okay, Mm -hmm. so I really want to break that down so that you can understand it. So I have some imagery and I've talked about this before, but there's like kind of that tunnel. Imagine that tunnel. I think there was a whole podcast Mm -hmm. of Alice in the Wonderland and the tunnel. Mm -hmm. So I've been getting the downloads on this tunnel for a very long time, but we've been in this tunnel. Okay, all of us sitting here have moved out of this tunnel. Okay, there's a lot of people still in our community and out in the world that are in the middle or towards the end or wherever they are in the in the tunnel and they're clinging and they're hearing over a loudspeaker this voice that is telling them what they need to be doing, what they should be doing and they're, they could be what doing. they could be doing and they're struggling with this voice that is the program, okay? So someone like Alexia who really brought this forward, she is stabilizing in Earth 2. So I would say Alexia is outside of the tunnel, but she's now dealing with the voice while she just got out of the tunnel. The echoes of the tunnel still exist exactly. for me while I'm Becca outside as of well. Him. Skylar has a little bit of as well. I do as well. Okay, so now what's going to happen when this splits in density? There's going to be a suction and the people that can't make that decision, depending on where they are from their conscious choice points, are going to get suctioned back to Earth One and have more experiences and have more things to make a choice point again to come to the higher timelines of Earth Two, or they're going to be suctioned into Earth Two. Okay, sorry, suction forward Mm -hmm. into Earth Two. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're either going to go back to the world as you know it on like not even conscious to Mm -hmm. you there's people who have consciously made that choice already Mm -hmm. but people who haven't they're going to be pulled back or pulled forward Mm -hmm. okay now what you really need to understand about this for those of us who are moving to stabilize in earth too feel the ease in your life when you actually just surrender and let go no longer do we have those suitcases those dead weights behind our ass i know skylar in his journey he'd always be like i'm tired of carrying the fucking backpacks of everyone else's shit so in your work over the last few years if you've truly been radical if you've truly been doing the work if you've truly emptied those rocks out of your suitcase these are going to be the best days of your life moving forward this is the beginning Now, when I say that, I don't mean that all of the sudden it's this illusionary fucking life where you just sit on your fucking ass where you said it's assured Mm -hmm. and do absolutely nothing. It is so radical to live in Earth 2. You have to take the accountability, self-responsibility, and you have to know that you are going out to the world with the wisdom versus the knowledge Mm -hmm. and being solid in that. Mm -hmm. And if you can't do that, you won't stay. 
you won't stay. And it's continual work to be there. Exactly. So mm-hmm. I want to stop right here and break down a few of these things. Okay. So when we talk about what it means to have radical self-reflection and responsibility and doing that work, I want to kind of give the mic to start with that to Alexia, because I feel like you really can speak about where you lived off of this consciousness of like, I'm just going to make it to earth too and do absolutely nothing about it. Yeah. So let's go. Let's start the conversation. Yeah. The mentality for me doing the work over the last year was that my space or spot or like life in earth too is assured. And with that came an arrogance and with that came fucking bypassing in ways that I couldn't even list. Um, and I feel like they go hand in hand yes. because if we are, if we have a sense of things being assured or guaranteed or whatever it is, then naturally there is that bypassing and that lack of self-responsibility because what I'm learning through my work and debunking my program is that through the self-responsibility, I can see all the ways that I am not assured. Yeah. Right. I can see all of the ways that there are still holes and still, you know, levels of awareness and still things that I have to debunk. And and it's never going to end. It's not this big, heavy thing that you feel sits in your suitcase when you have that mentality of things being assured. Well, one of the biggest things that I'm learning about this program, okay, so let's just kind of break that down for a second. The program is now the ego. Mm-hmm. It's just the consciousness of the world couldn't handle it being anything other than the ego. Mm-hmm. So to take a little segue right here, the program is artificial intelligence, okay? So we were born into this world, which is Earth One, and it is run by the program, which you can look at like a computer system. The computer system literally has a control computer, a keypad for say Becca, for Skylar, for Alexia, and it knows what, it's like a video game, it knows what triggers to fucking push send on to make you listen to the program so that you don't remember your light. Now, why does the program want you to listen to it so that you're unconscious, so that you're scared, so that you're numbed out, and so that you take no responsibility or accountability? Because then what does that mean? That you will feed off of Earth One, meaning you will use their systems, you will be in fear, you'll be scared of everything, you will live literally in a perpetual state of fear and of someday and of the past, and you just are completely not present. So when you listen to the program, you're scared to fucking do anything outside of what the program wants you to do. So everybody has their breakdown of their programs. Mine was lack and fat. You know, people have concept programs, me focus programs, whatever yours is. It blows your fucking mind how it's kept you so fucking unconscious because if you are the number one thing that can happen to you is you're sold to, you're marketed to, you're fucking sick, sick to, from, Mm -hmm. from, Mm -hmm. you literally just live in this, this constant cycle, never ending cycle. Mm -hmm. Now the world that you're in has ended every single time at a brick wall. Why? Because the program has gotten larger than the being itself. Mm Okay, so this program is crippling the entire world out there. This is the meat and potatoes <laughs> of why we're here. Okay, and you're going to see it. It's already started and it's called the storm. Okay, this is the storm of 2023 and moving forward. This program is going up a level and I've already saw it this month in mentoring. It's calmed down here a little bit in the second half of October, but the first half it was like any type of unconscious technology was sending the program 
off at a more rapid pace. And we see it in imagery of an octopus. And that octopus literally latches on and you become the octopus and you get checked out. Mm -hmm. Okay? So in order to live in Earth 2, in order to have the ease, in order to literally live from feeling, you don't have a program. Yeah, and it's the self-responsibility of debunking the ways that you do. Yes, and being accountable for it every single freaking day. Yeah. Well, when you look at your life, when you lived fully in Earth One, from the moment that you were born and had your earliest memories, look at all of the ways that you cycled through life or the ways that you started and then stopped throughout your life. Mm -hmm. What was the constant narration that you had with women in your life? What was the constant narration that you had with men in your life in friendships, in relationships at work? You know, it played out into absolutely everything. And I feel like it was always a start and a stop, a start and a stop, a start and a stop. Well, and we had said this to someone today where it's like, Now with how the energy is presenting itself for October, moving into November, that suction is becoming stronger to the old. Mm -hmm. And what the program runs off of, it's always going to tempt you off of what you know. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be fabricated with a new face and a new carrot and a new thing that will pull you back to those old ways of operating. Mm -hmm. So right now, it's that heavy discerning. It is. And it will because the selling and all of the things happening in Earth One is going rampant because... It wants us. Well, it knows to, we're here. It and, knows we're and it here. wants mm-hmm. the level of unconsciousness to rise mm-hmm. because with that, then we forget why we're here and we forget what is outside of this this duplicate reality. Yes, we just become zombies that are entertained and sold to mm-hmm. and buying and consuming. buying, consuming and and, robots. and and gossip mm-hmm. and closed off and all the things. Yeah. Okay, so. What we're really being asked to right now as this twin begins to happen, so the twinning of Earth 1 and Earth 2, is honest to fucking goodness, getting rid of all the beliefs, the habits, and the patterns that sit within your life, okay? Mm -hmm. And I mean, you could sit here and and quote-unquote think you know what those fucking are. You don't. Mm -hmm. You need, honestly, a mentor like me to be able to fucking break it down in a way that fucking shakes you because you don't realize. And, and you know what's amazing is because when we tell ourselves we know that's the program. Yes. And when yes. we... and when Your we, program would never out itself. <laughs> no, never. No. no. But it'll always have those select things that have to be the problem or have to be the reason or the root. Well, this happened in real time in my session with you. I was like, I just want to know like what happened in my life that mm-hmm. onset this so that I could blame something external and not take the internal accountability. For I wanted to blame an ex or I wanted to blame a moment in my life. Wow, that on said it. I'm good. I can just blame it on that and I'm a victim to fucking whatever. Mm -hmm. No, that that literally a program. And it doesn't work that way. You want to know when it got on set? I can tell you. Okay. (laughs) Everyone's kinda looking at me. (laughs) Yeah. When you popped out. Oh, when I was birthed. When you were birthed. That's exactly (laughs) when it started. Truly. Yeah. Yeah. Really. Truly. Because as soon as you came out, you're this fresh light light fresh light Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden everyone around you is starting to condition you to live a certain way Mm -hmm. well before you even get out of the womb your mom is getting programmed up Mm -hmm. exactly and 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 here's the big thing i want to talk about what skylar just said so everybody can can hit with this is you only and i brought this up before you only see two percent of the truth Mm -hmm. okay so to us looking at each other right now is two percent of the reality Mm -hmm. and i heard this analogy the other day and i loved it so much so it's like Put a piece of paper, what? For me to Becca, how far is that? Like a meter? Four feet. Four feet away, okay? 
and you look at that piece of paper and there's a pinhole in it, mm-hmm. okay, across from you. Mm-hmm. And you're looking through that pinhole from where you're seeing and that's all you're seeing right now in reality. Mm-hmm. Now that paper is moving closer and closer mm-hmm. and closer and closer. And within the four to six months that I'm talking about, we mm-hmm. go through that pinhole. Mm-hmm. And really feel that. We go through that pinhole and you're going to see the goddamn truth of what I've been talking about on this podcast for three years. And what's really interesting is if you go back, you see the involvement of consciousness of this podcast mm-hmm. and how I was given the information that only the world could handle at the time, yes. including mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. But it's so, all that stuff is so basic, so outdated. What I've been saying in session this week is, hi, this is the first time I've met you. I'm Coco and everything prior literally doesn't even matter because we're so advanced now. It's like a new fucking beginning in so many ways. And I said that on the podcast last time I said, honestly, this should be the start of season three, like, or season four on the podcast. Sorry, because it's that new of information and, and it, and just the energy is new. Everything is new and we are the calmness and start of that storm. Okay. No longer are we searching to try and find that like, you know, island in the middle of the storm, we are around the island and we're calm within ourselves and we're like, cool, we're in the fucking storm, which is going to be earth one. Mm -hmm. Does this make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is really, really starting you guys. And it, and it's, and it's absolutely freaking radical. And you have to look at your body, clear that out. You got to look at your fucking home and clear that out. Then you got to look at your world and fucking clear it out. And the excuses are rapid, right? Yes. Now. They are like the up claim. a level. Well, even rapid. Becca brought it up about her pillow and her baby blanket. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, straight up. Well, I said to somebody to say, <laughs> because here's the thing. It's so funny because the conversation that we had like today. Like, Becca's living out of a suitcase with yes, us on this and journey. And I carry around a fucking old, <laughs> old pillow that I've old, had for a really old. long time. And a fucking baby blanket <laughs> that I've literally had since I was born. Okay? And I said to somebody today. Yeah. yeah, I said to somebody today. I was like, would you ever imagine? Because everybody mm-hmm. looks at, say, the four of us and has an illusionary fucking story. Yes. Because of whatever. It doesn't even matter. Yes. But I said to this person, I said... If I told you I had an old pillow that's surely not white and a fucking baby blanket, would you believe me? She's like, God, no. no. and we don't mean the pillowcase isn't white. No, we mean the, the, pillow, pillow. the physical pillow. Is, yeah, it's a whole thing. It needs to go. And um, it is anyway, yes. but that person was like, no, I would have never guessed that. But it's like, we all have these parts of us, whether they're external or internal, mm-hmm. that you know are really being magnified right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, when you pointed that out to me, I was like, God, I am carrying around a fucking sandbag of a fucking pillow. What am I doing? Skylar, yeah. Skylar's yeah. like, I, Skylar's like, let's leave it at Alexia's and see if she notices. And I'm like, let's just throw it. But well, like even even talking on that that subject that she knows she has this pillow that yeah. she has to get aware of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is step one. Yes, yes, exactly. Take a while. Guess what step two actually would be? <laughs> getting rid of it. Actually getting rid of it. <laughs> yes. now, how long between acknowledging <laughs> yes. you have to get rid of it yeah. between mm-hmm. actually getting rid of it is that is 
is in there. That's, what's, that, what's the turnover there? Well, that came and that, why? That's, and why? That's mm-hmm. so key right now. Yes. And that's a theme with everyone because yes. what's happening is people have that step one and they're delaying, 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 delaying step two because of the program excuses mm-hmm. around it. Mm-hmm. So well, then, I've already accepted I have to get rid of it. Exactly. Yeah. So what so more I'm, do I have to do? Yeah. Yeah. I right? Know. I can stare at the dirty pillow or whatever it is. But well, it's uh, the exact same thing. I'm so, I, I can't fucking, it's the same thing as if you were to break up with somebody and stay friends yeah yes mm-hmm. or break up with them and live with them well yeah and here's the thing <laughs> letting <laughs> oh <laughs> Let, letting go of the past so we can fully have the ease of the future yes okay and here's the analogy where it's like who who what, who are we laughing at who Oh, it's a little Becca, inside yeah. joke because Becca broke up with her previous partner and they lived together for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. She yeah, was well, like faux pas. Yeah. That was my blueprint. It was yeah. a great experience. Yeah. On we go. Whatever. Well, and what we're talking about is it's like this too. I got this imagery. Somebody gave it and I just loved it. And it's like holding a glass with your hand, like how you hold a beer. Grasping okay? around Grasping it. around. Mm-hmm. Squeezing, 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 squeezing versus I'm holding it on the palm of my hand. Not wasting the energy to grasp onto reality one way. And you're letting it balance. Yes. Yes. That's that's a big thing where mm-hmm. it's like, I have to hold on to this baby blanket. I've mm-hmm. got to hold on to this pillow. I have to the hold... The habits and the patterns exactly. we're gra- The program is grasping onto right now instead of allowing that palm to open, which inside is everything that we haven't allowed ourselves to experience yeah and you really went through that this summer when you were grasping and grasping because you were holding on to i should know i have Have to to know know. why don't i know i'm dumb like i should it's that should could and would instead of that melting into of like i don't know Mm -hmm. i'm here right now in this moment and for a lot of people that are doing program work it's all about what i've been saying in mentoring is it's like has your last like two years not been the greatest gift we've worked through every single layer of these this program to get here and handle it with fucking ease yeah, and me and Becca were saying to someone today too about how like it is actually the most exciting thing to be working through your program oh right now. It is the most exciting thing because mm-hmm. look at what you've prepared for yourself to be in this moment of now. You had to dismantle all the other things, all the other walls to deal with the bricks that are in front of you. Mm-hmm. And what's coming to me right now, so we're all dealing with our program. Say we're in the program right now debunking mm-hmm. it, okay? If you're uncomfortable now dealing with this now if you decide Mm -hmm. to make the choice to go back to earth one Mm -hmm. this will be your reality on steroids yes your program is your reality on Mm -hmm. steroids Mm -hmm. if you decide to leave because that's the way that you live in human yes Mm -hmm. i love that so you're here now Mm -hmm. to unwind it to never fucking live like this Mm -hmm. ever again Mm -hmm. yeah and there's this quote that i really want to say is it's like you have to let go of the fear of survival now and embrace the faith that you will survive read that again you have to let go of the fear of survival and embrace the faith that you will survive. And I'm going to do the post on this on Instagram, but that is it. Mm-hmm. And I remember like Skylar during our journey, unknown to um, us, especially when I was debunking my program back in 2019, really hard. And then last year I really went through the debunk as well. Mm-hmm. And he'd always be like, Coco, Like there comes a point where, you know, you're going to pay, you've paid rent for three years straight and versus the 
two months that you did it in like 20 whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. He's like, but the program will always pull from a dead past and a fucking non-existent future. Mm-hmm. And he would always bring that up to me. He's like, when does this pivot for you? Yeah. Like, when do you stop living how you from that one time, but the program loves that. The program will grab onto that one time, that one fucking fault, that one doubt inside of you. Mm -hmm. And I know that you and I have talked about this a lot because it's when we're tired or when we're anything up until this point, the program loves to grab on doubt. The program loves to question. The program Mm -hmm. loves fear. Mm -hmm. Got something? I was just going to say, if people wanted like a little real world example of what you were talking about is, um, like rock climbing is a perfect example of mm-hmm. holding on to something without squeezing it mm-hmm. because you have to figure out the exact amount of effort you have to put into holding on to the rock to hang on. Now, if you go into weightlifting and you start curling dumbbells, it doesn't matter what the, you can just pick a weight, start curling it. When it starts to burn, are you squeezing that dumbbell harder? What is squeezing the, the handle of the dumbbell with your hand harder actually doing like nothing mm-hmm. because that's not even involved. you're exerting more, more energy, energy and it's making that. it harder yes. exactly. that. because that. all you really have to do is focus on concentrating Mind on that bi- on that mm-hmm. bicep mm-hmm. but if you're squeezing it trying to crush it with your mm-hmm. hand you're taking away effort that's mm-hmm. going into like actually bringing that dumbbell up into a curl exhausting yourself on things that actually don't affect you yeah and i love that and i love that so much skylar because that goes back to the line i just said a couple minutes back where it said we're cleaning out our body Mm -hmm. then our home and our world why so that we don't have anything clogging our pipeline like so that we don't have all these distractions and wasted fucking energy because Mm -hmm. you don't need it in Mm -hmm. earth too and i feel like it was you that said this about really cleaning up the holes right now in that strainer that was me oh that was you yeah I feel like we've had conversations about this. You know what? It does sound like something prolific I might say. (laughs) Yeah, you know, because it's the profoundness of you. (laughs) Anyways, but I feel like right now that energy comes with all of that. It's that clean up, that deep, clean energy. Like, what are we getting rid of? What is from the fucking old that needs to go? What's exhausting you in this moment? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's bringing you down? What's taking away from you having a great day? Mm -hmm. A great life, yeah. Or even just an easy day or a day filled with ease. I'm not talking like, oh my God, like a... I got a raise or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like what is causing difficulties in your life? Mm-hmm. Whether that be like, you know what, a pair of fucking boots that you keep jamming your feet into and then you walk two blocks and they hurt. Mm-hmm. Why are we holding on to those boots? Mm-hmm. Why are we holding on to the pants that, well, a rip in them. that there's a rip in them and they're too small, but I love them and I love how I look in them, but like they're so uncomfortable, I can't wear them for long. Well, you just did that. Yeah. You ripped a pair of pants. I ripped and a then... pair of pants and kept them in my closet because I liked the color and and my lack and my program told me I won't be able to get a pair of pants like that again. But they were $25. Yeah, from Urban Planet. Yeah. So I was like, <laughs> they need to go. Yeah, but, but that's but the work. It is. And I had and to it's... call you out on it. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's the... but here's the crazy thing is in the moment, up until I got called out on it, I could justify why those needed to stay in my closet. Mm-hmm. There was nothing wrong with them. If I had them to look at, if I had something to give my program that fuel to feed off of, it's wasted it, energy exactly. because you would have looked at those pants a hundred times a day and been like, well, well or um, go to put them on. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh shit, there's a hole. And then yeah. I can't. 
And then what? Sell and tell to myself I'm going to get them fixed when I knew I wasn't? Yeah. And then being like, wow, yeah, I don't so have every the money time, to buy new ones. Exactly. So every single time you put on those pants, yeah. mm-hmm. you went back into that feeling yes. and mm-hmm. experienced that Oh man, I ripped my pants again. Exactly. Oh man, I ripped my pants again. Which is such oh, a man, waste I of exertion. My oh my god, I'm not going to be able to buy twenty five dollar <laughs> pants again. Literally, that's what her program's yeah. going to. She got sent at the mall today. I hear over a nine dollar necklace and so, a six dollar candle. Yeah, so, like, literally, she's, you know, it's putting me under, you guys. Yes. I don't know how I'm going to get through. Yeah, but, but that's the level of the program. Mm-hmm. It truly is. And it's like you have to take accountability for this. And I love the line that you just said, where it's like. This is just amazing to work through. And like Skylar said, what is keeping you from having a good day? That is bypassing right there, okay? Especially if you're in our world and you have all the support and you have all the things. If you're fucking saying that you don't have a program, you're fucking so full of shit and telling and selling to yourself, it's not even funny. If you're sitting here V to me to your program, why? Mm -hmm. Ask yourself why? Like, where are you racing to? What do you fucking want? And also, like, you're V to me, but you have all the tools to move out of exactly, that. Exactly. That's bypassing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, in our world, we're so fucking advanced with our technology and all the things. You can't be V to me. That's a choice. That's a conscious fucking choice Mm -hmm. because if you flip the script you're moving to the absolute best days of your life Mm -hmm. like there is no gray there that is a fucking fact but it takes work to embody and to live with that Mm -hmm. and you have to like here's a real-time example that's coming to me last night I went onto my laptop which Skylar would love to throw out but I think it works just fine and all of a sudden I realized for some fucking reason I don't even know why this came to me that every single text message that I've ever sent since 2015 was on my iMessage. And I was like, sorry? Like, I don't have anything left. All my socials, everything are gone. That sent me. I went and spent an hour hand-deleting every single text message to have just the four of them and a few family um, members on that thing. Mm -hmm. And I was, like, disturbed. I was like, even though I don't read them and didn't even know they were there, that's holding an energetic space in my world. Mm -hmm. In my world. Well, essentially, that's no different than some of the trauma that people have received throughout their lives. They don't consciously remember it. Exactly. But it's there. It's that rock that's been put on that backpack that is not necessarily dragging you down, Mm -hmm. but it's definitely taking a little bit of energy expenditure to carry because it exists in your sphere and what's so amazing about our world is what Skylar just said we have the technology where we don't have to talk about it Mm -hmm. we're able to go in and fucking literally smash that and wipe it and get rid of it where it's like the world out there and in 4d they're very focused on talking about it on moving through it on on blame and 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 carrying the information and obsessing about the information but is that is that not fucking earth one yeah is that not the program because the program you, you wants live, you you live in the exact thing that you're buying into getting out of <laughs> yeah literally yeah yeah that you pay somebody yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it never goes away no mm-hmm. it just keeps getting worse yes because mm-hmm. you find a new band-aid and a new mask mm-hmm. and a new and you new, know and new words and you relabel yourself a million fucking times and the thing about but who's they, holding you accountable for any of those actions? No, no, those nobody. No one. Because you're not holding yourself accountable because, well, you know, I'll, t- I'll buy this course and I'll, try, and I'll attempt to go through it for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Well, then that gets pushed off to the side because, oh my God, there's a new season of The Bachelor out at. Mm-hmm. Well, and what that mm-hmm. is is just, an, it's 
sell and tell to yourself. Mm -hmm. You get new information to sell and tell to yourself that you've moved through it or you can feel better about it or whatever it is. Well, it's, it's, it's like me and Becca have been talking about with a lot of people in her session and just really understanding her purpose is it's like people looking for something outside of them still. Mm -hmm. So people still looking for Coco says, and I just talked about this with someone in session today. I'm like, that this person had a con has a part part of their program is concept meaning i won't make a decision until coco tells me coco says and it's been wild this week with how i mentor i've to- i've quote, quote unquote told people to do x y and z and they fucking just run with it and then they come back to me and being like this is fucking hard this is this and i'm like did you feel into it mm-hmm. or you just did it because Coco said, because it's very easy in the program to blame me because like the podcast before, when I downloaded about the ship and the program, I decode the program. Mm-hmm. I have from the time I came into myself and remembered in my whole life, I've been depo- decoding the program. People hate me. People love me, but they can't figure out why. It's because I make them feel a certain way. Number one, I remind them of the light that they are. Then number two, I decode the motherfucking program. And when they don't like it and they don't want to do it, they fucking get the gun out and they shoot me or they leave. Okay. And then when they leave, they will tell everybody they know of why Coco's to blame. And they will, it's the new Taylor Swift song where it's like, I can fucking put the mirror on everybody else, but not myself. I am the problem. And that is the energy of 2023. It is the victim rescuer triangle of self-sabotage to fucking blame anyone else but yourself. But here's the thing about when you feel like you're a victim, when you feel like you're victim to something, there's something within yourself that you're not willing to look at, admit, and face. Mm -hmm. Yes. And we've all gone through that. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So when you feel that victim narration coming on, what are you not willing to look at? What are you not willing to take accountability for? Well, and who are you willing to blame to avoid all of that? Yeah. Well, I just went through this a couple of weeks ago. I was laying in bed with Skylar and my ex came up to me and I, and I brought it up to him and I said, I've been having a few dreams of my ex. And then I said, I just want to talk to you about it. Do you feel that I bypassed anything here? Is there something I need to go deeper into? And we had a conversation about just that, where it was like, it was so easy for me to blame him that he got somebody pregnant when I was doing the exact same thing on the other side, but how he handled it wasn't how I handled it. So it was easier to fucking blame him. And I sat in that blame Mm -hmm. for years until I actually took accountability that I was in love with Skylar and I had a whole life. So it, I was just angry at myself for being a fucking coward and not being able to deal with myself. I think you mean to say you sat in the justification yes, thank you. of it being why his I, fault. Exactly. And not taking responsibility for exactly. yourself. Mm-hmm. You could justify why what he did was wrong, mm-hmm. even though both of you were doing the exact same thing. Exactly. Because that, you refused to look at yourself. Exactly. Yeah, is that yes. not the program? That is it can program. always justify every single choice that is made mm-hmm. from it. It can always justify... Because well, mine was me-focused program. Mine mm-hmm. was a me-focused with, with... It broke down the triangle of lack and fat. So I was so me-focused. Mm-hmm. So me, but that's Earth One to a T. That's that's the default of everyone in Earth One. It's what can benefit me and who's to blame for why I feel the way I do. Mm -hmm. Nothing, nothing about that is looking at yourself. Nothing about that is the responsibility. Nothing about that is the accountability. It's bypass central. I feel like you know you 
you did this all summer. We really broke down so much with you. And it started with mm-hmm. you really, really, really blamed your mom. Yeah. Oh, my mom was a drug addict. My di- my mom died of a drug overdose. My mom, my mom, my mom, my mom. And now you've really seen the cracks and the truth of it all. Yeah. And just the story around that. Mm-hmm. Because my story was, oh, my life has been so hard. Yeah. My mom and my dad were an addict. And da-da-da-da-da. No, I was a princess that sat in a palace and I was mm-hmm. spoiled rotten. Mm-hmm. But from my lens, I could be victimized to those things. From my lens of the program, I could then take those situations and make them the root of why I was bypassing the way that I was. Mm -hmm. So now being able to see that it's like, Jesus Christ, like what other fucking things have I made excuses for? Or have I used that blame and that victim towards because I wasn't actually allowing myself to see the truth and feel it and shat using the behavior. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, and not even wanting to look at the behavior Mm -hmm. because it's ignorance is truly bliss in Mm -hmm. earth one and Mm -hmm. and i experienced that wholeheartedly it was living in this in this fake story to fabricate my behavior Mm -hmm. yeah and they're telling me right now for you to talk about um because you haven't been on the podcast for a bit is what sitting with yourself actually means yeah well just before we move on just think about that for a second yeah i just want to add a quote i'm trying to think if i can remember who said it or not hopefully someone can come up with it it goes something along the lines of um, if you listen to everybody else about how to live your life and you have a shitty life, you only still have yourself to blame. Yeah, mm-hmm. love that. That's so if you're, summer. So if you're asking yeah. your, your friends for advice your dad, all the time, your siblings, your, your, yeah. your mom, your dad, your sibling, and you're taking their all advice, you're not living your life. You're living six other people's mm-hmm. lives. And that was part of the dismantle too because I all of my perspectives and views specifically around my mom who obviously has passed away was so heavily based on what other people had told me about her mm-hmm. instead of allowing me to feel into the reality of who she was, mm-hmm. right? And because obviously I wasn't conscious at that point so I mm-hmm. couldn't get to there. It's just when you see those moving parts when you're debunking this program, that's why it is such a fucking gift and what i'm also want to say too but i just don't want to forget the question i asked you is when skylar says a shitty life i can hear the narrations of you know we had a friend that we saw in victoria you know two or three years ago and i was just coming into who i was and he said like coco i hear everything you're saying but i have a fucking great life and i'm like yeah but what is a great life to people and what was a great life to him at that time external Mm-hmm. everything external based he's like i'm partner i have her he's pointing to his girlfriend i have a boat i have a house i have a mortgage there's no conversation I go camping exactly the i go you know a false sense of security security and so when, when skylar says you have a good you have a shitty life go inside how do you feel 100 you'll admit you're a turd you will hear these narrations of like i feel ugly i feel fat whatever men are saying too like everybody well, has them. here's it's the how program you, here's how you know if it was shitty if all of those external things were taken away how would you feel exactly if you had none of it if the girl left if the job left Mm -hmm. if the money left if the house left if the camper left if the car left how would you feel Mm -hmm. are you content with who you are exactly if you were to like do you know know who you are lock (laughs) lock yourself in your house for two fucking years Mm -hmm. and not go out and really meet anybody Mm -hmm. would you be happy with the conversation you had in your own head Mm -hmm. yeah 
And that, and that circles to what you were saying where you asked mm-hmm. about sitting with yourself because... Pro- that was a all, big thing all summer all, that we kept saying All to. summer long, I told myself and sold myself, fuck did I ever, that I was sitting with myself mm-hmm. because sitting with myself was going to a coffee shop or sitting in the park and fucking literally sitting by myself. Or going up to the bedroom and then and, all of a sudden being V and then the whole house is fucking... <laughs> jarred. Jarred. Exactly. Because you would go back into program. And And I truly did not understand that because I'd always heard Coco being like, yeah, you know, just sit with yourself and feel into and all the things. And I'm like, I honestly thought I was. Literally, well, literally, she was like, really no, sitting, sitting down with your, on your ass yes. with yourself. Yeah, I was like, I, I was like, I really am. Like, yeah. I'm in the park every day, Journaling. sitting by myself on the notes of my phone. Mm. Like, I, I truly couldn't grasp it. But then I finally got to a point where I could understand that sitting with myself was allowing myself to see things when they come up and taking the responsibility for whatever that was. Mm. And through that, and I, feeling it. Exactly. And through that, I'm able to see the bigger picture of how that moment, how that behavior, how whatever that was plays into why I was where I was in that moment. Mm-hmm. Right? That like full circle experience, not literally sitting in the park, not literally going to a coffee shop, sitting by myself. But if you were going to the coffee shop by yourself, yeah. what was the program telling you on the way there? What was the program telling exactly. you when you were standing in line? And what were you doing about it? Mm-hmm. Were you literally just bypassing? Yes, all summer you were. Yeah. But now, since you have moved out on your own and had this space and this time away from us, you in in four weeks have completely flipped yourself from the absolute death worst day to today and how did you do that with what you're just saying correct Mm -hmm. yeah with what I'm saying and also I feel like it's that real piece right Mm -hmm. like getting fucking real with yourself Mm -hmm. I never allowed myself to truly get real with myself it was real with conditions Mm -hmm. so it was like I'd give myself like two percent of the real and give and some then, examples here so people can hear okay it. I so feel like your lack like yeah my like, lack okay so my arrogance all the things so I know that I talked about the arrogance in the summer but truly did I take the arrogance and no. no I just fucking talked about it didn't take it in yeah. so here we are okay <laughs> so so the reality is is mm-hmm. that's real that's real, that's real time, time just now yeah. awareness yes. yeah yes. did not fucking so, literally I was like yeah I'm on the podcast I'm fucking arrogant did I actually feel any of that no I wrote notes in my phone to bypass it to see it on a note yeah, but I right. didn't actually feel it right yes. there's a and big what difference does feeling there. it mean? feeling it means taking the ownership and accountability so how was I actually arrogant well I sat on my fucking high horse and I I felt assured and I thought I was guaranteed and I had this whole fucking illusion that I never even allowed myself to look at I was constantly running around it, mm-hmm. it it's it's owning and taking responsibility for that Okay, Mm -hmm. the lack is a big one. All fucking last year, I'm on a lack layer right now, and holy fucking god, I messaged Coco I think every day, and I'm like, listen, I was such a bitch to you all last year. Mm -hmm. I was horrible because she would be going through her lack, and then I would sit there and be like, just get your hair done. Just get your hair done. Just buy the shirt. Just do the things. Did I even know one percent of what lack felt like with my body? No, but I did. In your body, that's the key. But did I pretend? Yeah. Oh my God, I was queen at fucking pretending. Like mm-hmm. I could fake until the cows come home, sell until till the cows came home. Mm-hmm. Now that I'm actually facing lack, I literally was with Skylar and Becca at the mall today. I'm like, I just spent $7, you guys, on a fucking big candle at Safeway. <laughs> now there's a candle that I really love and the scent just feels so fucking good. I asked Thumbelina, my light friend, she's like, go for it, white flag. And my program's like, $6 is putting you under. 
You're not going to be able to eat. Poverty. You're mm-hmm. you're going to be on the street. And and the program is this ridiculous, but you've been bypassing these feelings All of this. your entire life. All of this. And and what's amazing is now that I can see it, I can see all of the areas I was unconscious before this. So I would go in to buy the candle and never once would I have a thought about the price or the feeling in my body. Mm-hmm. It would be, I need a candle. I'm buying a candle. And hey, I'm going to buy five. Yes. I'm going to buy and five because it. I have money to buy five. Or think of, you have money to buy five. Exactly. You Go consciously check. No, but I have money in the account, so fucking who cares? Or tap it, exactly. Okay, or PayPal it, and then all of a sudden, the end of the month comes, Black. and she's like, "I can't pay rent, and I don't know why." And then Coco, like, what the fuck did you do with your money? And I'd be like, "I don't know." It's I'm, I'm so broke. Unconscious. I'm broke. I'm broke. I'm broke. And live in that story that she tells herself. Yes. Becca has the same scenario. I had the same scenario, and it's just washed. Skyler doesn't. Skylar <laughs> Skylar saw his program in the middle of the night and it has to do with knitting. <laughs> and the obsession and with his it. his obsessive thoughts of having to do it a certain way. And But what's amazing about it is like, okay, sitting with yourself and like that accountability piece feels when you're fucking in concept for one. But when you're just looking at it face value, it feels hard. Yes. Okay? It feels so fucking hard to do. But it's actually so easy and it's hilarious when you actually call yourself out and look at it because when you see it and how you feel when you call it yeah. out and when you allow that to move through you, it's and, hilarious. And let Skylar go on. Go this. I, I, this I, is I, wild. Feel, I feel like we need to tell the knitting story. Yeah, yeah, his well, is wild. yeah the knitting is but a good example. But he shows you a lot of people might see themselves in him. Yes. So we decided to take up a hobby <laughs> for winter because it gets dark in Kelowna early. So we took up knitting. Now we've started a few things a couple different times and what i noticed was i'd get like three or four inches knitted and then something would mess up and then i'd rip it all apart and then my thoughts are like hey i need to at least get back to where i started so it doesn't matter how late it is i'm trying to knit back to where i started so i knitted this whole entire i don't know ball of yarn and i'm like oh i don't have enough yarn to actually make what i want to make so i have to rip it all apart this is like 900 meters no not 900 meters a lot of a lot of meters a lot a lot of meters of yarn i can't remember the program's yeah 100 meters real time it's It's 100 meters of yarn so this is what i've knitted like over like we'll say four days yes so that I like deeply in the program like, of knitting. Yeah, because I've been got, got really nothing to do. Like dialed in, dialed, dialed in, obsessed. obsessed, obsessed with knitting. So I've been doing this while we've kind of been watching TV. So then I'm like, shit, I don't have enough. I need to like reshape this thing. So I <laughs> set it down and I go to go to bed. Yeah. And this is like midnight, one o'clock. By the time I've actually set this thing down, because I'm mad. Yes. And annoyed with myself that I don't have what I want created because the program's talking to you because the, the program's time. talking to you. so then i'm lying in bed i'm having a conversation <laughs> in my head but what i need to do to fix this fucking knitting he did a can't whole, let it go he did a whole I, program knitting I, podcast I, in his I, head. I, yeah i can. cannot let it go what do i need yes. to do well, I, maybe i'll just take it tear it all the way apart <laughs> or maybe actually, at three wait, in the morning at three o'clock in the morning i'm like well maybe i can just find more of the same yarn somewhere on the internet like that's easy enough to do i'll just like google that that should be fine like that's at three whatever. in the morning three o'clock in the morning well, you know what? Like that does seem like a lot of work, but I don't think there's any in the yarn store. So maybe what I'm going to do Beck is, is really into this. So maybe what I'm going to do is, well, we'll just tear it apart and we'll just like do half. So that's not like tw- instead of twenty rows, we'll do ten. Well, ten does seem awfully small. So in my head, I'm like knitting this thing, trying going to going a million out, miles a minute, a million miles a minute. Literally, as I, I can't even 
talk as fast as I was but thinking. He's, but he's lucid dreaming, you guys. And I'm sitting here and, and I'm watching. I am watching myself have this conversation. <laughs> I'm like, you're fucking crazy. <laughs> I cannot fucking believe that you are not sleeping tonight because you can't fucking Find handle. Pattern. You can't handle this fucking knitting pattern. <laughs> like, this is amazing. We should do a podcast on this and I should talk about this knitting pattern and how... I couldn't find the fucking knitting. I should have just knitted half and I should change all these numbers and just fucking redo the whole entire thing. You go, oh my God, this would be so good. But now what really should I do with that knitting? <laughs> that would be, I, I'm just not happy with it. Maybe I should get up and just start knitting it again or start tearing it apart. Literally, you were going to get up. You I said threw, to tear it apart at three tear, in the morning. Tear it apart and start, and start redoing it because I need to get back to having knit knitted that whole entire ball of yarn in order to feel good about myself and where I was, I needed to knit that whole entire, so four days worth of knitting, I should have started at three o'clock in the morning, back over again. Because walking away would have sent the program. Walking away and lying in bed was sending the program. Because you stopped doing what it needed you to do to feed the loop. Because it wanted me to keep going Mm -hmm. and keeping like that fucking thing. And it was just wild to lie there (laughs) and just laugh and giggle with myself as to what I was thinking. And I was witnessing at the same time and then I was like, when I started realizing I was witnessing myself talk about this, and then I almost could pull back and witness myself talking about myself witnessing it. <laughs> and it was just an amazing, but you know what the best part of this whole entire story is this. I woke up in the morning, Coco asked me how I slept. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not really sure because like I had this and I told her the whole entire yeah. narration, but I said, here's the thing. It's I'm fascinating. fucking tired. <laughs> And you said it's fascinating. And it's fascinating. But here's the thing. I'm not tired because I didn't really fight the program. And she's like, yeah, I woke, over, I woke, I woke up and you were snoring. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I, like in my head, I feel like I didn't sleep. But I was obviously, I feel were, rested yes, today. Yes, you were like in the program. Yeah, yes. so it was just an amazing <laughs> wild ride. And I want to say thanks for allowing me to share that because that's like one of the best stories I've had in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> and then as the day went on, it I saw the program take over. It was like, well, Ren, he needs a really good walk and he needs this. And I'm like, so your program wants Ren to have a really good walk and wants yes. us to have. Yeah. And just being his partner, this is how he's been operating as long as I've known him. You give him a task, woodworking is this on steroids where it's like well i should have cut this this way and i should have done this and he's up at six in the morning obsessing about the cut of the fucking wood but people can see this (laughs) yes i remember the one day i woke up at three o'clock in the morning and i'm sitting on the computer in the kitchen and i've got fucking spreadsheets of all the fucking workouts i've done in two years and i'm doing fucking um exercise programming at three o'clock in the morning because you know what? Fuck it. I can't sleep anyways. So I've got all these things out, lied out, and I'm pulling them from over here. So basically what we would call his program is obsessive thoughts. OCD. OCD. Okay. But But OCD is a a program. It's the loop. Yes, it's the loop. And and that perfectionism that it has Mm -hmm. to be done a certain way. And the repetitive thought until you feed into it, then it eases out. Exactly. Finding the perfect outcome. Exactly. Exactly. And to laugh about Skylar, but it's so true because this is how people live. It's uncomfortable for him mm-hmm. to let Red not go for a hundred walks a day at one hour a walk. Increments. Increments. Or to take or, a day of not or knitting. Or to take the 
day of not knitting or mm-hmm. he's really done the work this year to stop the gym to let his body you know expand the way that it needed to because that was debunking his program mm-hmm. he was prepping for this moment of now that's why it's not super 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 all consuming because mm-hmm. him and I do live a very conscious life but that is still the remnants of it just mm-hmm. like my story of Skylar's always dying that's my program outside of me mm-hmm. it's not in me anymore it's outside of me and it it's wild it's absolutely wild but if we use me as an example what about Skylar dying am I bypassing and I really started working on this huge in the summer where it was like I actually don't have a problem with him dying my program gets sent when I have to deal with his death mm-hmm it's like I have to call his parents do I have to call the kids like do I have to have a funeral like what mess do I have to clean up that's the issue I don't want to talk to a police officer I don't want to talk to it goes to the worst case scenarios of how that's going to be and (laughs) wow (laughs) how my death just like impacts her (laughs) yes exactly not so much that impacts me (laughs) just like wow the inconvenience of having to make phone calls (laughs) set up a funeral literally there's no thought of you I said this to, I said this to Nate today. It's so true. It's so true. Because Nate in the summer, I my program told me that 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 seven murdered Nate. That was what my program would tell oh, yeah, me, remember? Because I, I, I hadn't I would message Nate to talk about seven being yeah. with him and he had a he had a message. It'd be eleven o'clock and then I would say to Alexia, seven went off murdered the rails Nate. and murdered yeah. Nate. And I, me and Nate were laughing today because I was like, my program didn't care that you were slice and diced. It didn't. It didn't care at all it cared over that i was gonna have to go talk to his parents <laughs> yeah or the cops or i'm gonna have to what you know yeah <laughs> you know becca my death, becca- my death means nothing as long as I, my death means nothing as long as, as long as i have to call someone else. no but that's <laughs> the craziness about the program it's not logical what's really funny is I can go out with anybody in this fucking community and yes. go drive to West Kelowna and have yep. a night on the fucking town. Yeah. No problems. The, the second Skyler's involved, death. 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 I know. It's straight up death. death. Okay, you have to make sure you do this. You have yeah. to make sure you do that. And it, it just... There's it, just... and But why this is so funny is because wh- whoever you are right now going through your program, mm-hmm. it's this level of laughable mm-hmm. because it's so ridiculous, but it feels so real when you're in it. Yes. Does it not? Yes. yes. Well, and that's... So I want to talk about that for yes. a second because just as of recent, I have finally started to like voice what my program tells me. So today in real time, I went down to Alexia's unit and I was like, my fucking program is straight up telling me in the elevator that you're pissed that I'm coming to do sessions at your place and you're fucking annoyed of me and we laughed and we were like that's fucking dumb but on the contrary me a month ago what I would have done there is I would have held in that narration to the point of where I thought it was fucking real and then it would spin me and then my wounds would get out of control Mm Mm-hmm. So when you voice it... And you and Skylar are very much that way. Yes. Like when Skylar voices or says something, when you voice and say something, then you guys... We lose. snap right out well, of it. And that's the, and that's, I really want to talk about that mm-hmm. for a moment. Is that's the energy of Earth 2, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the energy of the new. No longer do we wait to process mm-hmm. two weeks down the road like you're just saying. Yeah. It's in the moment we say it, we process it, we talk about it, and on we go. Well, we talked about this because now the program uses processing as a bypassing excuse. 
juice. Yes. Right? Where it's like, I'm processing. I have to process this. Let me sit with this. No, exactly. Mm -hmm. Let me sit with this. No, you don't have to. You don't. That is creating a delay in your action. Well, that's avoidance. Exactly. Processing has turned into avoidance. Exactly. Well, and here's the thing. The data points are so high. So I just want to talk about that for a moment. The data points when we entered into October were, I don't know, something like they're telling me 199 or 200,000. It went all the way to like 220, so 220,000. So it literally doubled almost, okay? It's like almost doubled. We're close to 300,000. No longer do last year when we literally had to be ghost timeline, monk vibes, sit with ourselves because we could not compute things fast enough. Mm-hmm. Now the data is moving through us so freely for all of us in the new. These are the best days that we're ever going to feel good because we thrive off these data points. Mm-hmm. No longer do we have to do what you just said. I have to sit with it. I need time. You you can pass pass it in the moment and if you mm-hmm. if you say that you need time you're bypassing because yeah. you should be able to give language in the moment and you gave me this really great imagery where it's like you have to allow it to filter through yes and that that's the energy of earth mm-hmm. too it's like everything it presents itself it filters through you you take exactly what you need you don't need to remember anything from it because whatever is meant to stick with you will mm-hmm. right well even like today here's a prime example that's coming to me i went over on my first session and then my second session showed up and in that session like right when that person came I was like I just need a I just need a moment to process I didn't use that language but I'm using that language to process my last session and have something to eat Mm -hmm. but I'm not rushing I don't need to Mm -hmm. I don't force things Mm -hmm. so I sat there we had a great conversation with her I ate my food and then that session is done and I don't even fucking think about it I don't even need to go there and I do that very very well and I just want to touch on this quickly, Becca, is I I watch the Kardashians because I love to see the wounds and I love to see Earth One. And at the end of her show yesterday, Kim said, um, and then I message you and I go, oh my God, she was old me. She was the AI weapon. Mm -hmm. But, But this also applies to light, okay? So the reason why high functioning AIs, which were me previously and Kim Kardashian is how she said it is there's a screen in front of her and it's like okay Skylar and the kids I deal with that I move it over okay I got to deal with Alexia session now I move that over I do that brilliantly now I did it back then but I do it now brilliantly as a conscious being because I'm living in that present moment so it's like okay I had Becca's session I'm finishing this up I'm processing it I go now I need to eat so I sit in that moment and I eat if Skylar comes and he wants to have a conversation conversation with me I talk to him if it's something that needs deeper detail I say I can't talk to you about this right now we will finish this later tonight when I have capacity to do so Mm -hmm. and that's what people are not doing Mm -hmm. and that's what the program consumes you to Mm -hmm. not do is Mm -hmm. this making sense Mm -hmm. well I was gonna say what you're doing is you're you're giving yourself a moment to come back and to be present for whoever you need to show up for. Yeah, just in life in yeah, general. Yes. You're delegating your presence. Yes. yes. Like you are allowing yourself to know in that moment what is real for you to have capacity for. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that goes with everything and every example. When you're a high-functioning AI like Kim Kardashian is or I was previously – you're fucking an anomaly to people because they can't freaking understand how you can do all these tasks as one. Well, you're a fuck show, but you're really good at doing it from feeling Well, you're unknown. literally a machine. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Yeah. But then when you get out of that and you move to consciousness, you do the same thing. But the difference between then and now is you process. Mm -hmm. She's not processing any of it. She's just doing. Mm -hmm. Okay. She's She's just just doing. It's autopilot Mm -hmm. doing so that Mm -hmm. that can move along so that the next function can come as a robot, Mm -hmm. as a machine, as an AI. Mm -hmm. As a conscious being, you still have those quote unquote screens in front of you and you're the people that are in front of you in that moment or the things or the food or whatever it is you still feel into it but when you leave that you leave it because you have felt it fully mm-hmm. okay yes. and that's what I do all the time there's so many moments when Becca will be like hey so and so so and so and then I'll be like okay I'll go back to that and then 10 minutes later I'm like actually I'm going to write an email about that right now mm-hmm. and deal with it and put my focus on it so presents. the energy presents itself to move through it mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. the program hates all of that mm-hmm. because you're doing things in the now yeah exactly you're exactly doing things right in the now when it's current yes and current energy is really really important to be aware of mm-hmm. yes because it's it's being brought to your attention in this moment for a reason mm-hmm. whatever that reason is it's up for you to kind of maybe just become aware of it mm-hmm. and then so that way you can move on Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it gets back into that cycle where it's like yeah. it keeps Unconscious. coming back into your awareness because you ignored it. Now it's got to come back into your awareness, and then you ignored it, so it's got to come back into your awareness. Well, and then what same energy, it, different face. Well, and then yeah. what does it become? A pattern, an mm-hmm. unconscious yeah. pattern, yeah. an unconscious habit. Mm-hmm. And you know, you and called Becca out on it the other day. I love it so much. Becca came home and she was like, God damn, Skylar and his light checks. You want to punch his face sometimes because he gets you when you least expect it. And Becca's like driving and I guess he asked you why yes. you turn the way that you turn. Yep. But he caught you in your unconscious act. Yeah, so I, yeah. I mean, long story short, I was turning left um, onto Harvey to go to the mall because I quote unquote prefer the main entrance because i don't easy. listen no it was easy i prefer it i prefer it because it that's easy. what i always it's do it's no, but it's easy. Exactly. Yes. that was your language because yes. it was easy okay, yes. okay. okay. Yes. let me get there yes. thank yes. you so much let me get there is i was selling and telling to myself that it was a preference that i had and he was like okay why is it a preference and i was like i don't know it's just what i fucking prefer <laughs> because it's he's easy. stirring and then, guns and then he said okay well why is it easy and i said it's just fucking easy skylar I'm turning left, <laughs> goddamn. What's difference with the difference with going left than fucking straight? And then I felt myself getting frustrated, yeah. and I was like, "Ding, he's fucking light checking me." So look at yourself here. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, "Yeah, okay, this is definitely an unconscious fucking yeah. pattern that I have to take the exact same exit to the mall because my program knows exactly how to access the mall from this point and of there's view. There's no uncomfortability. The sport check fucking point of view. I have no idea how to fucking there's get no the new. mall from mm-hmm. sport check. Exactly. No, whereas, whereas take this in. When me and Skylar go to the mall, he'll mm-hmm. say, what entrance do you want to go yes. to? Every time. Every single time. time. And then I feel into and it, it. And it switches. I, yeah, and I feel into it and I say, actually, the food court entrance, actually go over to the... Actually, now that you say that, you never go through the same entrance. No, because I feel into it in the moment. I live from feeling. Well, I know you do, but in <laughs> real time, like, yes. actually... And he asks me and then I feel into where I want to enter mm-hmm. through the mall mm-hmm. because I don't have any pro program about how i need to move through the mall or move through Kelowna. yeah program that's the program right is the program wants comfortability the program wants predictability predictability, and the program does not by any fucking means want to feel or be uncomfortable or be uncomfortable or switch up what is known Mm -hmm. exactly nothing new and Mm -hmm. that is the storm 
Okay. Mm -hmm. And so to kind of take this a full circle is it's like everybody has this alive. Okay. So this fucking victim narration that I've been hearing and fucking mentoring is, Oh, I've done like, I don't even, I think I make that same noise in every podcast lately. It's like, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. That is a concept program right there. This is not a course that you finish. This is not anything. This is not a race. This is a fucking reality, you guys. This is a state of being. Mm -hmm. This is a state of being. And it takes goddamn work and accountability. And And you cannot. You cannot live in new earth if you don't feel and take this accountability. Because I can already Mm -hmm. hear the kind of 4Ds and all the people, especially the people that listen to this podcast to get information. Mm -hmm. You can't take this information and not fucking live it. No, but you can sell and tell to yourself all you want, but nothing actually changes regardless of the information you're intaking. Exactly. Take that in. Like nothing actually changes. You have new information, but what about your life is actually different? Mm -hmm. Nothing. Sorry. What about how you feel (laughs) is actually different? Mm -hmm. Let's say nothing in your life changes, but how do you actually feel? Does that feel different or is it still the same? But here's the thing. They'll sell and tell to themselves that it does feel different Mm -hmm. because when you get a new piece of information, it is the easiest distraction to take you away from where you actually are operating from. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you did that with a lot of the posts and a lot of the information Mm -hmm. you would all last year duplicate. Yeah. You would, you would take my work and you would then apply it to yourself so that you didn't have to feel anything well, and I you could, just yeah I could have the understanding no problem the understanding you had the knowledge easy. versus exactly the wisdom. Yeah. I had the knowledge and that was easy but actually having the wisdom through applying it into yourself is a whole different fucking frequency mm-hmm. and that's the missing piece and that's what sustains you in earth too mm-hmm. not just the knowing and you have a very 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 beautiful life and people need to get that that fucking narration that they're telling themselves or whatever the program tells you is somebody had said to me in session, they're like, yeah, my program was telling me, oh my God, I don't want to um, do nothing like Coco does. And I started laughing because this person doesn't follow my journal account. And I said, and it's funny because the people that follow my journal account, their whole narration is to me is, oh my God, I want to live the life Coco does. She does so much. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, everybody's fucking program is crazy. Like, what well, everybody has a set illusion yes. towards certain people. Mm-hmm. Always. Mm-hmm. Always. And, and not just with us, but out in the world. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, and there's, there's always boxes. It's a predetermined story mm-hmm. that they have. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the program is, is the basis of all this. This is a really, really, really big um, episode. And you need to realize that this came on for a reason. And one of the other things I want to say to kind of, you know, take this full circle is this is our destiny year. Okay. So when we entered into this year, it was very clear. um, And if you guys can all remember, it was that the yearly energy report was about the house builders, the dreamers, and the um the suppliers the suppliers okay Mm -hmm. and it's very obvious how that unfolded for us and in order to be the um the what was it the first one was was it the suppliers like suppliers i yeah i can't really remember house dreamer supplier supplier or no (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We it's don't house, know right house now. Streamers, house streamer, supplier, no. and supplier. then the builders. Right? No, <laughs> we got it all wrong. We got it all wrong. It doesn't matter, okay? 
But regardless, when that was the energy of this year is it's our destiny year. So what are you going to do to literally clean house and be the example of what the new is? Okay. And I've said to so many people already in session this week, I said, tell me, why is this not your best fucking year? Like, what about this year is not your best year? Truly, mm-hmm. because you can look back at all of your years right now and what, what about this year is not your best year? Because what, you had to clean house because you had to do the work it took to live and embody your destiny. And well, I've people had to get uncomfortable. Well, yes. And I've That's said, and even people right now that are starting the program, we have quote unquote, two more months. If you want to do it linearly, okay. Mm-hmm. To hit the end of 2022, you cannot tell me You cannot tell me, anyone who is in our world for sure doing the work, that this hasn't been the best fucking year of your life. And we're also moving into a choice month. Choice month is basically already here. It is already. It started yesterday. What are you choosing? Are you choosing to entertain the program? Are you choosing to listen to the program? Or are you choosing to debunk it and Mm -hmm. get uncomfortable and do something different about it? are you choosing to bypass it all? Well, yeah, and that's, that's the theme, is it not? And this storm is hitting you, okay? And the storm will um, be so extreme with this program and the technology that's going to latch onto it to make it go up a level. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you guys can all hear Ren in the background. <laughs> you know, please DM me if you do hear him. I would love to know. So that's it. That's all I feel. Is there any added missing pieces that you would like to add, Skylar? I mean, I could go on for a few more stories, but I feel like we've got a pretty good. Okay. Just like, I would just like to remind people that you are light mm-hmm. and you're safe and you're secure and you're protected in that, but you have to do the work to stay within the light and the light yeah. is moving. Yeah. The light is constantly wow. shifting and moving and you mm-hmm. have to do the steps to stay within the beam of light. Wow. And I really love that Skylar, because here's what I want to add to that is you have so much resources and help from the light Mm -hmm. outside of the program of earth one Mm -hmm. that you can't even imagine. And that has been done for you. And a lot of people in our world did we work to provide those resources to be able to come through. Mm -hmm. So in order, like Skylar said, you are the light and the light is supporting you and you are good, and that's that whole quote, now the faith of the survival, you can't even compute right now. Like, I I truly can't emphasize that. And as everybody's sitting here watching my sessions and what I go through, it is absolutely hard to even process what is coming through, I would say, right? Mm -hmm. Do you guys want to briefly touch on that? Because I feel like maybe we should touch on that before we go, Mm -hmm. is what you guys actually witness within me of what is coming through and what that feels like. Cause I feel like people don't quite grasp that there is bigger resources and bigger things coming through. Skylar's giving me this weird thing, but what I'm trying to explain is people have this illusion that it just goes, um, things just happen at a face value, but you have to understand that someone like me is doing it beyond this reality mm-hmm. to bring the ease into this reality. And I feel like people don't quite grasp that, but as somebody who's visualized it and seen it, I feel like maybe you guys should just briefly touch on yes. that. So I have some sort of interesting imagery coming through. Okay. If anybody has watched um, Austin Powers, um, you're not Dr. Evil, but it's just the imagery okay. where the Dr. Evil um, submarine boat mm-hmm. uh, 
goes through the sea, okay, and it's the mm-hmm. shape of him. If you were to imagine Coco is, let's say, this spaceship, okay? She's guiding us all throughout the fucking stars and the galaxy and all of the things. And the three of us are, for imagery's sake, inside of this ship, yes. okay? We have to make sure at all times that the ship is 100%. The ship is really good at maintaining itself, but sometimes what she needs to do at the top of her head can't be done because she's at the bottom of her feet, mm-hmm. right? So sometimes we're in the ship and a red light goes off and it's like, okay, all hands on deck. This needs to be looked at right now. And we said to somebody in session the other day, um, that when you go in, mm-hmm. you go to the highest yes. fucking level. You go that's, to that's what I, yeah. level or the dimension 167. You're up there overseeing everything while Alexi is on the 100th, I'm on the 90th, and Skylar's on the fucking 50th. Whatever mm-hmm. that may look like. Mm-hmm. But you facilitate it so that we can all do what we can to assist you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and with that everybody in their pillar is going to have a different perspective in order to help Coco maintain that high frequency, Mm -hmm. that overseeing energy. Mm -hmm. Yes. To bring everything through because I just, and I love what you just shared, but I really want you guys to maybe give your own words of, from your perspective of, of what it feels like to maybe see in real time, what Skylar just said, that faith that there is, um, that we're going to survive. Cause I feel like because you quote unquote live around me, you guys get to experience that faith through seeing me experience mm-hmm. what I do, because mm-hmm. I know that there's such an illusion where it's like, Oh, well it's Coco. She doesn't have these experiences or she can do that. But as you guys having to see, for example, what I went through yesterday, does that not allow you guys to have a deeper faith? That's what I'm trying to get mm-hmm. you to show everybody else. Yeah. So because this- nobody else right now gets to see the inner world mm-hmm. of us yeah. of me specifically okay right? so they're giving me the language of cult because okay. i feel like that's a common chatter thing yes. okay so so if you look at a cult okay and you look at a cult leader a cult mm-hmm. leader makes everything about them mm-hmm. okay a cult leader all the beliefs all the values that is are taught to the people who buy into whatever that is listen to the language buy into okay yeah. it's around the benefit of that leader Okay. Yeah. And, and then they, the people who buy into that get sold and told about how, you know, whatever, why they're here, all the things yeah. benefits them too, but it doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Standing beside Coco, not once is anything made about her. Not once is the work, the resources, mm-hmm. the information that comes through, um, the imagery, anything, nothing comes back to her. Okay. And that is a really big thing because why we do this work is all up to us. Mm-hmm. Why Coco sustains the frequency she, she does, why she's constantly, you know, working through her own uh, layers, navigating fucking the bigger picture work, bringing through resources, whatever that is, it's for us. It mm-hmm. is not for her. Mm-hmm. She's not doing it for the sole benefit mm-hmm. of her. She's doing it for the sole benefit of humanity. Mm-hmm. So there's a big, stark fucking contrast yeah. and feeling around mm-hmm. that when you feel into the intent of why she does the work that she does and then why she shares it with us versus if you look at something like a 3D cult and, and how that's all hidden. Mm-hmm. Take that in. Well, it's secret. Well, even this would be paid for if I was a cult. Yeah, exactly. Like and if it, I was a cult, you would have to pay for this subscription, this program. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't let you in unless you paid for it mm-hmm. whereas if you talk about sessions for example yeah. that that's a big thing that i feel like you've really discovered yeah 
And I really want to talk on that because throughout my journey of the summer, I fucking did the absolute bare minimum to, because I had that mentality of being assured, whatever. Now I'm investing in myself weekly. Mm -hmm. I literally, it, Coco, it's not about her. Mm -hmm. Okay. And she said that from the day one. But you can see how not, what that means. Exactly. It's, it's not about her. What it is, is that investment allows me to show me why I'm doing this and keep myself in the frequency to uphold what it takes for me to keep moving forward. Well, even when you came for supper tonight, you talked about your program, about how you quote unquote split your payment for your session. And never have I done that before. Yes, and and then was able to feel the pings of the lack and Mm -hmm. the story in which that invoked. Mm -hmm. And that's why my sessions um, are priced quote unquote with that energy exchange of what they are so that it pings the shit out of everyone else but it's very interesting that you brought up the words of the cult and I just want to take a segue here because that really is that energy that you're talking about is it's so easy for people in 3d and earth one to call earth two a cult Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and why is that because of what you just said because it triggers everything that you've been taught and sold to Mm -hmm. so it's like yeah of course when you're doing the complete opposite of what your family is doing when you're doing the complete opposite of what your old friend circle the program the program exactly because to have a label both of those things both of those categories are literally program based and run Mm -hmm. when you decide to break out of those same cycles you're automatically given a label to be disassociated with their state of being yeah i'm just laughing about this right now because the other day my mom asked me um, when we were moving overseas and I said, yeah, like it's, it's happening. It's just, we had to really stabilize everybody because people are coming with us so that they can do their purpose and do their work. And mom goes, so a cult. And I said, mom, what the fuck is the difference if I quote unquote in 3d opened up a fucking Bali retreat with its fucking healers or whatever label, or I was a 3d company that fucking all of a sudden, yes, all of a sudden lives Mm -hmm. in say Greece and my employees come out and she's crickets Mm -hmm. because she's so pinged by the program that we are doing the opposite that we're called a cult. And Skylar has some good stuff over there. I'm just laughing because I wasn't going to tell the story. (laughs) It just keeps coming full circle. Around. Is it about knitting? No, it's not. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, it's about Becca calling me a psychopath. <laughs> she probably doesn't even remember. Is this have to do with cult? <laughs> well, sort of. That's more to do with like the being the protection, being protected by the light and doing the work. Okay. 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 So we're gonna segue here. Just one second. So, Becca, do you have something? I have on no that? idea. Okay. Okay. No, I'm, I'm waiting about for cult. Him. Are we done about the cult? <laughs> yeah, I guess we're done about the cult. Go okay. on. I feel like there's only so many culty things you can talk about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let's talk about how, as a light, we are protected. Because this Thank act- God we don't have notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like- <laughs> Program. <laughs> we go by feeling over. Yes, okay. I was, I was going to end the podcast no, like, but a long we're time going, ago. We're going but, like, on we're going, some good stuff. We're so going on go. this good stuff. So me and Becca went to a Halloween-themed maze the other day okay and she's like be prepared to get your arm bruised because like i'm going to hit you because i'm nervous i'm like whatever i'm good it'll be interesting let's go do this so we go to this maze and we're going through it literally becca is nervous (laughs) flailing like a flailing chicken flailing like a chicken running around spooked i'm casually strolling through this maze not La- making a sound. Not making a sound. <laughs> La- and laughing. 
Because as we're walking, and she's behind me, she's holding onto my jacket in like a death grip, and I'm walking through this maze, and I'm like, there's someone over there, there's someone over there, and pointing. No, he, he wasn't even saying anything, he was standing there pointing, and that was it. Because I had noticed them. But what's the interesting about this horror maze is, the rules are, is they can't touch you. Okay. So what is it you're afraid of? They're just going to come up to you and get right into your face and just stare at you. Yes. What is scary about that? That's true, though, because mm-hmm. that's that's really, the, that's but, worth one, what people are so scared yeah. of. Is it, they're scared of the creditors. They're scared they're of the scared government. Of things, but, scared. but if you're a light being, no one can touch you. Mm-hmm. So as we're walking through this maze, and these guys are just like hovering Different around. Different realities. And being yeah. kind of like weird creepy. and just creepy and just <laughs> literally just existing. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, they're not touching you. They're not even pushing you into a corner. They're just existing. floating. I love they're that. Just floating around yeah. you existing. They're playing a role. Yeah. They're playing. They're Earth playing one. a role. Yeah. Beck is like, okay, uh, thank you very much, but like, bye. <laughs> and I'm just like laughing because this is like, like they're not going to do anything. They can't touch me. Yeah. Earth one and Earth two. So then, mm-hmm. as I tried, as we went through this whole entire maze, and I'm like narrating to the girls, I'm like, so here's the thing. We're getting back to this point, like so, somewhere up here ahead, there's going to be a dude with a chainsaw. I'm not sure where he is, but he's coming because we've heard him. And then we're just walking along still. And then it's like, oh yeah, there's a chainsaw, dude. And he's just walking around with a running chainsaw. And the girls are just like, nope, nope, we're out of here. We're gone. But I'm also what's like- really funny about that now in real time, I'm seeing it with this Earth One example is I start screaming and running. Literally from this guy with the chainsaw, and I was like, "Oh shit! No, they love runners. Ga- or Earth One <laughs> loves fear. Yeah, off of your yeah. Fear. So you already put a predetermined from your program experience of how this chainsaw massacre maze was going to go down. Yeah. Where Skyler went into it consciously. You Skyler's went into like, it. They can't no, touch me. No, no, no. Here's the thing. I wasn't actually legitimately like fearful of these people. I was laughing and screaming. It was more so them just like popping out of nowhere. And it was the anticipation that they were there. Yes. But there that wasn't. But that is such a good description of how life is. You're walking through a dark maze and shit pops up. Are you like looking at it and be like, oh, that's neat. That's kind of a really great costume. Wow. You know, I really like the detail on the fur or whatever. Or are you being like, oh my God. And fucking having an emotional reaction to it. Yes. Well, I love that so much. And I love that because when you think of Earth One, do you not see it as a maze? And in the middle is the pinhole that allows you to see an experience. And it's hard to get to because all of the pop-ups, all of the chainsaw guys, all of the things that are jumping out at you. All of the distractions and all of the emotional trauma that's coming out to get into your face. It can't touch you. But yet it's causing you to have some sort of reaction because it wants you to run. Yes. Yes. And And then with that, what happens is that storm begins to brew and Mm -hmm. we lose sight of the pinhole that pulls you to earth too. Yes. And you live in the storm of the program that's telling you to be scared and to be um, checked out. Of everything that's not real. Yes. Mm -hmm. Because you can't focus on anything if you're running through the corn maze in the dark. I just love how we went to cults from cults to (laughs) To corn corn mazes. But you know what? That's, that's the fluidity, fluidity of this all. But it's mm-hmm. such a good example it is of people such a good going example. through things. And I have to so, admit, sorry, where were you, the psychopath? Oh, when we, came, <laughs> when, we came, when we came out of the corn maze and we were talking about things, I was trying to find the language to describe, of, this, of, of this. this to describe this to her. And she's yeah. like, 
you're just a fucking psychopath. <laughs> okay, like, you, you don't move, you you're not phased. You didn't react. And even then, yeah. that is yeah. Earth One programming. Yeah. Labeling yes. me as different because I I seen it all happening and go down. When and and you said, didn't feed into it. I didn't it. have to react because I was aware of it, mm-hmm. yes. of the feelings inside me. Some of it was like, wow, that's really startling. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh darn. <laughs> But, you know, I mean, that's just, that's just a great part about it. That's amazing. It's all ways we can learn. Yeah. Yes. And Earth 2 has the ease of what Skylar just... So, I mean, Earth 2, really, there's psychopaths and there's all these <laughs> but things. But to Earth that... 1, you are labeled crazy. Yeah. yeah. You, we are mm-hmm. the crazy ones. We are mm-hmm. psychopaths. We are the cult. We are all those things yes. that they have to label us to be so that they don't fucking escape their own reality. Plus, yeah. it helps... It's key words that try to trap us back in Earth One reality. Yeah, because it Earth One, I love that so much. And just briefly, let's touch on that before we go, is Earth One loves the labels of what this is so that they can bypass the stirring and the coding they're feeling inside from all of us who are so solid in our light. So if we can call us a fucking cult, which honestly I need to sit down and read the definition of because I don't even know, is literally makes people feel better to avoid the accountability within themselves and the feeling that something is stirring inside well, it's, them. it's an external blame mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and is that not like 3d cyberbullying where yeah. you see someone and you pick on them and you they have yeah. all these labels or mm-hmm. social media as a whole now right mm-hmm. where you see this person who is everything that you want to be because you know inside of you you are but then you label that person as fat or whatever it is well, I just to that, dim them yeah i just saw that today i was on tiktok and there's this beautiful girl then her husband quite frankly on on um face value did not match and the comments were like she she shut all her comments off because the one comments i was seeing was like you married for fucking money he's fat he's ugly and i'm like in what world you're all fucking just jealous and don't want to look at yourself Mm -hmm. that she actually is invoking a feeling inside of you that and i could in a partnership uh, yes and Mm -hmm. i could genuinely feel it Mm -hmm. Right? And so that's why she shut the comments off because she wasn't here to fight. Mm -hmm. She was here to display the beauty in her life that she wants to share. And she doesn't give a flying fuck about letting that negativity and that those opinions come in and let the wounds but that's life and earth too and how Mm -hmm. it's going to look like like it's it's the conversation of like why i don't have my life public because i don't care Mm -hmm. i'm not here to display it and here to get opinions about it anymore i did that in earth one that's all my wounds that's all my program wanted but now if you ever see me public again there will be an intent and a reason for it because i actually truly don't care I don't need it to fucking feel something about myself, but Earth One will call it weird that you're not out or whatever the case may be. Exactly. So here we go. A big drop. Everybody needed it. I feel like this explains everything. I haven't downloaded November. I have no freaking idea because I'm knee deep still in all of this October. But you can feel it. You can you feel can, it. You can there's feel an ease. the brewing. From the beginning of October mm-hmm. to now, there's a very stark difference. When mm-hmm. we first started doing program at the beginning of the month, we were freaking snapping because mm-hmm. people were checking out. The program was consuming. Yeah. Remember those days? That was only three weeks ago yeah. where we were mentoring and people could not stay focused because focused they were checking out. Yes, Alexia's mm. looking at me like that was 10 years ago. Yeah, it was. It felt like it. Mm. So that's it. That's all. Take this in. And remember the favorite line that I have no longer do we have the fear of survival, but the faith 
to survive. 